You're listening to the Veteran Etc. Podcast, as there's always more to be said about a veteran. Join your host, Mike Kim, a veteran, ex-monk, season war trauma therapist, and writer, as he shares his years of research in veteran readjustment culture and the meaning of warrior life. Now, here's your host, Mike Kim. While it is imperative to pay attention to warriors overseas, oftentimes it is easy for society to be unaware of the lives of those warriors back home. While the military and war are dominant themes tied to the lives of veterans, post-military individual self-development, reintegration into society, and post-service community building are often overlooked in the media and other parts of our culture. But there's more to be said. What else can be said about this veteran readjustment stuff? Well, it's interesting that you phrase it that way, this readjustment stuff. In my experience, I'm not terribly familiar with the readjustment stuff. There may be some readjustment stuff out there. I'm not exactly sure if it's the readjustments that's needed in that there are GI bills, there are veteran assistance programs, there are great economic assistance programs. I don't know that that necessarily helps a person to readjust to civilian society. I haven't experienced any of those, although I didn't have that difficult of a readjustment. I was never deployed, but I know others who were. And, and it's not terribly easy. And this goes back to my grandfather, who was a purple heart in the Pacific theater in World War II. And that was my first experience with, with someone who was in the military or who was in war. And that affected my family for generations. He was a, a wonderful man who cared greatly about his family and wanted to protect them, but he was impacted significantly by his experiences in his his early 20s in war and in horrific war. And that caused him to be extremely protective, maybe overly so, of his family and his PTSD, which wasn't really, was never diagnosed, but was also never really even named or recognized until later in his life. He never, ever spoke about war until he had Alzheimer's in his 80s. And even my grandmother, his wife, never knew what he faced in his time overseas. And when it finally came out, when he was nearing the end, the things that we heard were were absolutely atrocious. And how this man could hold that in for that long is... I mean, it's unconscionable to me that someone would feel the need to do that, but also is unbelievable to me that someone could do that, which is admirable, but I don't have words to say what he must have lived through for 60 years with those horrors bottled up the way that they were, yet still living a very seemingly normal life raising three wonderful children and taking care of a family, but what the stress that that caused him and that that then 
filtered over into the lives of his children and the strict way that he raised them, although completely thinking that that was the right thing to do, but also raising them in a system of fear, fear for the fellow man, fear for society, fear for any stranger was just not healthy. And that that carried down through multiple generations to mine. Although I was raised in that milieu, I rebelled against it and, and did not subscribe to that. And then also joined the military much against his preference and, and lived a very different life. And once I was in the military, I realized nothing along the lines of what he faced, but enough to know that it's a, it's a very different, different life than civilians could possibly understand. And that those in the military give up, they give up their freedom, basically, to provide freedom for the rest of the country. Veteran Etc. is a podcast meant for those interested in understanding veteran lives, constantly creating a distinct culture of the warrior at home. Society seems confused by media representations of veterans. This podcast explores the many narratives, counter-narratives of veterans and their lives. In this, we can better understand the lived experiences because these lived experiences, they mean something and they enhance the meaning-making process within the veteran community and those attached to the veteran community. Where are these veteran voices? So that's that's another great question. Where are these veteran voices? I I can't say I don't hear these veteran voices. I hear the veteran voices of people that I know. I hear the veteran voices of my friends and family. I in the public society, I I don't hear any veteran voices. They may be out there and I just don't hear them. But uh, Veterans Day, I hear politicians. Veterans Day, I hear advertisements. Veterans Day, I hear people going to the beach and drinking and having fun, but I don't hear veteran voices in society. And that's a shame, but it's, it's not surprising either. Veterans don't always want to talk about what they've been through. They, they give service and they give service and they sacrifice. They don't do it for notoriety. So it's not surprising that they don't want to, to talk much about it. They self-sacrifice, not for notoriety, but for some internal duty to family and country. And unfortunately, that results in their voices not being heard. And that's a shame because it's an experience that is really unparalleled to be able to give so much of yourself in the service of others. And I can't over explain or estimate how much of yourself you give when you, when you serve in the military, because it really is a complete sacrifice. But the, the typical civilian really can't comprehend what that means. We have so much freedom in this society because of veterans, because they, they don't have freedom and some of them lose their lives. But as a result, they don't have much of a voice in society. So we need organizations and we need others, researchers such as you, to help give them a voice. 
because they're marginalized and, and having a day where we celebrate and shoot off fireworks and give parades, it's not nearly enough. It's really not what they need. Because there isn't a veteran-civilian divide, just the lack of awareness within veteran culture. I'm your host, Mike Kim, and I'm interested in all of these issues. And I truly appreciate the testimony that Stacey Havlicek just shared with you. Someone who I admire and someone who has familiarity with the veteran terrain. I've been researching veteran readjustment culture in and out of uniform since the early 90s as a war vet, ex-monk, seasoned war trauma therapist, and writer. Every week, I will share contemplations on unfolding issues, events, media productions tied to veteran lives. I will have intriguing veterans and civilians tied to the community, as well as those outlier figures who have a voice about the community, but who may not be a part of the community. This is how I will look at the many different expressions of what a veteran is all about and what veteran community is all about. Check out veteran, etc. because there's always more to be said about a veteran. Veterans are, are an important part of America, yet after the military, few know where veterans gather, what their aspirations are, and who they are as human beings. Unlike movies like Rambo, Apocalypse Now, or Hurt Locker, I want to share with the audience about how veteran readjustment culture is unfolding. I'm drawn to a book that was published in 1955, The Man in the Gray Flannel Suit by Sloan Wilson. Now, this book is about veteran readjustment, and it's an actual product of veteran readjustment culture, much of what I deal with on a week-to-week basis on this show. This book, this important book, engages veteran culture in a time when veterans were welcomed. The 50s, the Eisenhower period, post-World War II America, the growth of the incredible American boom in culture, in economic growth, as well as an expansion of the American narrative. And here we have Sloan Wilson talking about a veteran from World War II, a veteran who had a wife who he met prior to going to war, a wife who stayed with him during the war back home, and a wife who was able to collect the fragments from war. And so nowadays, we've had these different wars for many years, and we're not all that attached to the military. We're not really attached to veteran culture as it once existed, as we all embraced veterans in a previous time in our history. And I'm wondering if a book like The Man in the Gray Flannel Suit, I wonder if a book like this can help us understand certain things about veteran culture, veteran readjustment. Can these products of veteran culture add to our understanding of veteran lives? I know this may seem a little bit confusing, but I'm just trying to get to the heart of the matter. What did I experience before I joined the military? What did Stacy experience while she was in the military? What did my sister experience after the military? These are very important questions. How did we adjust after the military? 
What were the diaries that we wrote? What were the jobs we took after the military? How many marriages were we a part of? How many kids did we have? These are all very important questions and kind of make up what I talk about in regards to veteran readjustment culture. But I also talk about, much like what Stacy spoke about in regards to her grandfather, and much what is said in the book, The Man in the Gray Flannel Suit, there were veterans in the so-called ideal era of that great generation who kept a lot of those horrors to themselves, those readjustment challenges to themselves for many years. And if they had to go through something like that, well, in an open society, for veterans. I wonder what can be said about the veteran who transitions in this era. It's very difficult to look at the different lives that have been affected by war or the military in general. But I think as I look at all of these issues on a week-to-week basis, you'll be able to tap into some of the interesting guests and also tap into some of the diverse narratives from film, from books, from poetry, from a wide variety of sources that add on to an understanding of veteran readjustment culture. I appreciate your checking us out, and I invite you every Sunday to view us, view what we have to say, not just what I have to say, but what our guests have to say and what the larger veteran community has to say. Because I do feel that there's always more to be said and the veteran voice is imperative. Veteran Etc. invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim, every Sunday. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, Please share the podcast with others. Give a like and or post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veteran Etc., check out cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thank you for tuning in.